to the karma of it all i am your host miss complexity and this week we are discussing past life and how it affects you now we have a wonderful clear audience intuitive empath just like me i'm so excited okay <laughs> on the air her name is laura and she is a certified hypnosis now, that's something we have never had on the show. So, this is going to be good. She is 15 <laughs> years in, okay? And she is all about the past life trauma and how you can heal it and all that good stuff. But we're going to learn some stuff from her today. Laura, how are you doing? I am doing great, Karma. Thank you for having me. Wonderful, wonderful. I love it. Where are you from, actually? Uh, originally in my upbringing, I grew up in Macon, Georgia, but by hey! the time, yeah, but by the <laughs> time I was 11, uh, me and my family moved down to Florida and I've been here ever since. Okay. So, so yeah. you should be right around the corner. I'm in Florida as well. Um, mm. are you in Tampa area? Yes, I'm in the Tampa Bay area. Hey, it is. Hey, hey yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. So, this is wonderful. I am, I am mean, excited to have you here on the show um you you talk about past life and mm -hmm. trauma and is karma and trauma and toxicity have something to do with past life that can you can bring into your current life in a lot of ways yes so the let me start i, I like yes. to explain yes. my connection tell with, us uh... tell us about <laughs> what you got tell us yes yes, yes. Girl. Go yes. so my relationship and how i identify karma um for starters i look at karma as different lessons we have learned either in the past or have yet to learn now so we carry some energy and oftentimes even baggage with us and that can be associated with our personal karma so a lot of my work especially working with people's past lives and introducing them to recalling their own past lives that is us resolving what we need to karmically by understanding what we didn't know better in the past mm -hmm. the more awareness we bring to it now we can heal we can keep moving forward and that can be a release in our own karma in so many ways so, yeah, does that answer that question? <laughs> <laughs> you did. You did. Oh, I God. always thought that, I always thought that, you know, if we are in a karmic situation in our past life, sometimes it does follow you into the present life, but you are given a chance to fix it. That's, mm -hmm. I thought that that was, I thought that's how it worked. But, um, girl, you, mm -hmm. you. You want it, so you tell us. You tell me. <laughs> we know. Well, um, with my work with past lives and past life regression, um, it at least for me personally, it has been such an amazing tool to be able to utilize hypnosis as well as my clairvoyant abilities to tap into my own past lives experiences, uh, recall and heal elements from those past circumstances. And 
it really motivated me to to help show what can be done for other people as well. So even when I first was introduced to hypnosis and recalling my own past lives, I didn't think I was going to be doing this for other people right away. Um, it was just mostly for me to just see what I, you know, I was curious. Let me see what I can find. This sounds interesting. Let's explore it. And the more I dove into it, it really it just exploded for me. It exploded so much of what I was capable of healing for myself, what I was capable of tapping into knowledge wise, energy wise. And then before I knew it, I felt, I knew that it was my calling that I'm supposed to be helping teach others how they can access this information for themselves as well and how healing and therapeutic it can be for them. Wonderful. I'm I'm really on that. You know that um, we as clairvoyant, people who are in touch with themselves and their lives are looked at um, by the outsiders. I call them outsiders because mm-hmm. they don't they don't know what's up yet. Mm-hmm. But the outsiders um, negatively. Do you have to deal with any of that? Um, I used to, but what I learned, I look, I learned how to look at everything around me as energy, including the people and the circumstances and the interactions I'm dealing with. And for one, I now in hindsight, I can look back and see where I held a resistant energy to certain people where I for so long felt like I was trying to be normal and fit in and, you know, not be an outsider from my perspective. Like I wanted community acceptance. So I tried to be a normie. And then that's when I was so fearful of negative responses or people not being in tune. And what I discovered is like the more I let go of that resistant energy, mm-hmm. it I didn't come across that those interactions that much anymore. I think the beginning of it all really for me, especially in my early 20s, I'm 31 now, mm-hmm. I more or less got the brunt of conflicting ideas from others more so from my own family than I did from Mm -hmm. the public. Mm -hmm. And I love my sister, but I, she really was a interesting person to really push me into letting go of my resistance. Because when I first introduced her or talked to her about, Oh, look at this. Hey sis, I've I've discovered hypnosis. Look what, and it's done amazing things for me. Look what, let me talk about it with you. She was not about it. Mm. in the least and she was scared and she almost quite literally she literally said to me she's like hey I don't think you're a bad person but what are you what are you trying to do here like she was basically insinuating that I was doing it to like pull the wool over other people's eyes and that was never my intention that was never what got me into it it helped me so I wanted to show others what it could do for them so when I faced that wall with with my my sister predominantly, it really pushed me into saying like, okay, I've just got to not care right now. I got to do what I got to do for me. Like, even if my, I love my family, but if they're not going to see eye to eye with me, I I can't let that stop me. Mm -hmm. And so that was a big hurdle to overcome. And that comes to mind about like one of the major obstacles with other people's opinions that I face, but I faced it fairly early on with this pursuit of my, my now chosen career path. And I've, again, I very rarely now face resistance from others because I feel like I've 
learn to release the resistance within myself. And that's good. You know how people are afraid of what they don't know. So mm -hmm. they won't indulge in it. They will turn away from it, even if it's something good. But if you feel that there's, you know, if you're fearful, I mean, really, I mean, and when you have that energy that you can know that, okay, I don't need to be discussing this with this person because obviously they are not in it and I'm not going to sit here and waste my breath because mm -hmm. they haven't figured it out yet. Girl, I understand. Mm -hmm. So let's mm -hmm. talk about hypnosis. Yes. How does that work, actually? Okay, well, this is what I love. So <laughs> hypnosis is incredible because, of course, a lot of people have their own preconceived notions of what they think hypnosis is but first and foremost the biggest thing I like to let people know if they haven't experienced it for themselves is that it's like you are 100% in control when you're being hypnotized what's happening is first we need to just break it down and understanding the conscious mind versus the subconscious mind because mm -hmm. hypnosis is simply focusing in on the subconscious mind so what's going on with that, when we're looking at the conscious mind first, that's the present moment awareness. That's the short-term memory. It's the here and now. And it's also the analytical and rational train of thought. And this serves us. You think about human evolution, our ancestors, if they had to run away from a tiger in the, in the wild, they had to be on point right here, right now. Where are my, where are my escape routes? What tools do I have available to me? How do I escape this? So the conscious mind is so important for what we deem as survival instincts, you know? And when we then start to relax, when we are comfortable and we're not on edge all the time, but any given state, if we're relaxing, that's when we're accessing our subconscious thoughts, which house our long-term memories, as well as our emotions and our habits. And of course, our past life memories. So there's a... It, it, when we're utilizing hypnosis, it's just the focus in on the subconscious so that we can access those thoughts and memories more directly and find the link between it all and what you are intending in this lifetime to learn from your current life experiences even. You can connect it all together. Oh, yeah, I like that. Are you ready to be empowered? Sign up for the Empower You Challenge today a five-day, half-hour, interactive empowerment challenge that will guarantee to help you find the root of your self-doubt, along with building your self-confidence and gaining self-assurance. This also will help you learn to put your best foot forward to lead you into a better and prospering life. Sign up today. It's free. And grab the first day sample. Link is in bio. So is there any um, connection at all to, and I'm going to say this because you did say many people have, um, you know, pre-assumptions of what mm -hmm. hypnosis is. Does this have anything to do with it? You said we are fully in control of our own minds. Mm -hmm. But people would think that it's like MK mind control, you know, when 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 people go in and make you do doggy things and you know, you see what I'm saying? So I totally understand. Yes. Mm -hmm. So there is a difference between um like stage hypnosis 
versus mm-hmm. like clinical hypnosis. So a lot of people get the misconception of that through stage hypnosis predominantly. And here's the thing with stage hypnosis. The hypnotist is going up on stage and everybody in attendance in this crowd is there to be entertained. There's a lot less, uh, you know, people release their inhibitions when they're in the in that scenario or in that scene and what often happens is that the hypnotists on stage before they even bring anybody up onto the stage with them to hypnotize and play around and have fun um they do a little audience test Mm. they'll do little tests with everybody there say and tell everybody like okay close your eyes and put out both of your hands imagine that your left hand has a helium balloon tied to a string on your left hand and imagine it getting lighter and lighter and lighter and then in your right hand imagine that you're carrying these books and you know one sex on top of the other and the other it gets heavier and heavier and heavier and what the hypnotist is doing now everybody in the audience that's participating in this Mm -hmm. their eyes are closed but the hypnotist can see whose hands you know, the, the one with the imaginary balloon, if their hand has risen like a good couple of inches or a foot away from where it initially started, and then the other hand is now like another foot below, that's how you gauge who is easily hypnotizable more so than others. And mm-hmm. that does not mean who's easily um, manipulated. Manipulated, right. Yeah. It's just who's open to suggestion and who works more fluidly with those suggestions. It's like they're going to invite that person up on stage versus the other person who hasn't moved a mark. It's like, okay, well, since we're here in a short time frame and we're here to be entertained, I'm not going to waste time on the people that that don't do things so quickly. We're going to go with the person that's easier to work with. Mm -hmm. So then that person goes up on stage and, again, they're more easily suggestible and they're there for a good time too. So they're more likely, like if the hypnotist says, like, cluck like like a chicken, okay, well, we're here for a good time. I'm going to cluck like a chicken. (laughs) So, yeah, it's just the comfort is there and like the expectations are different. So the desire to work with the hypnotist and perform that way is almost already established just by the by virtue of the person going into the event. Mm, Okay. Yeah, because that does give you an idea of, okay, so these people are into this and then you can weed out who really is subjective and not. I like that. That's really Mm -hmm. interesting. So, what else can you tell us about this hypnosis and past life? What else you have for us? Oh, gosh. So, well, for me, hypnosis, again, I look at it as a very valuable tool to utilize. Now, anybody that has been um, or has undergone any guided meditation or Mm -hmm. loves to pursue meditation, it's you can compare hypnosis to meditation. They're almost one in the same because, again, it's where you're focusing in on your mind, where you're focusing inward. Hypnosis just uh, gives a bit more structure mm-hmm. and tact and knowledge of words, specific words, to be able to dive even deeper than what we normally allow ourselves to do. So for when I first discovered hypnosis, I was actually introduced to a hypnotist who do, who has been doing past life regression since the late 90s. Her name is Patricia McGivern. Mm. And I wasn't convinced or sold on the idea right away. I was just, I was working with her on a project and I was like, I'm just here to do my job. And you know what? Y'all have fun with the hypnosis part. That's, that's on you. But eventually, Patricia published um, a book and 
I was curious. Of course I had to read it. And once I read it, I was like, this is what you guys are talking about? And in the book, she had written and was sharing stories and transcriptions of so many really amazing, fascinating uh, past life events from clients she'd worked with and of course had their permission to publish in the book and it blew my mind a lot of healing that was coming forward for these individuals and what they were able to assess for themselves and release for themselves when they went through a hypnosis session and past life regression so i went in and in my first session i discovered or i got to recall two different uh past lives one in the 1800s and another in the 1300s and they it made so much of what appeals to me in this lifetime make so much sense <laughs> when i was able to tap into it like particularly with the um the 1800s lifetime that was in albany new york and i remember like like oh no wonder I have such a draw to all things like Victorian era and like costumes and like it all just made sense. And like even the architecture, like I remember seeing my my home that I grew up in with this beautiful like it's called Queen Anne architecture. And I didn't even know that at the time. I had to do some research afterwards to discover what it was called or what it was referencing. But I saw it all so clearly and it had such fond memories for me. There was such a beautiful feeling of familiarity with it and of course like I was looking at my past life so of course it's going to feel familiar mm -hmm. but being able to recall it more clearly just made me feel so wonderful and I think there was a lot of purpose in seeing that that lifetime first in particular before I discovered any further past lives of mine mm -hmm. like to me, I kind of put that lifetime on a pedestal. Like, that is, was the happiest lifetime. It was, like, the most picturesque lifetime. And it made me want to go further and explore more past lives from there. It did get a little heavier and a little deeper uh, with other lifetimes that I would explore afterwards. And But I see that I was willing to do that. I wasn't in resistance to seeing that heaviness. It wasn't that I was getting re-triggered in any way. But there were opportunities to heal what was not healed or resolved from those past lives still so I continued to work on that and do just that well you said something there honey I have a question I don't know if this has anything to do with hypnosis but we are talking about the subconscious mind just like you I I have dreams though I don't get hypnotized I get dreams and mm -hmm. I dreamt of 1800 and I see me and my ex and my ex trying to help mm -hmm. me out. I see everything and I wrote all, I write all my dreams down, everything that I can remember. I write them down. I have, no, I have a notebook. Oh my gosh. So, mm -hmm. um, is that any way connected at all in any, any, you know, I would like to say so. Now, dreams are a little different. Like, they're not, when you're hypnotized, you're not in a dream state. You're still aware of what's going on around you. So, dreaming and sleeping is a totally different state of mind. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, the dreaming state is still a powerful state of mind. It still connects so much energy because what happens, like, in the beyond this physical, realm of existence we obviously are in a 3d reality mm -hmm. we're very close to other dimensional planes of reality like the fourth and fifth and sixth dimensions and so on and so forth what's going on when we're dreaming is often that 
for one, in the dreaming state, it's our body's way of recuperating energy. That's how we're finding rest and peace. And so we are in a complete state of non-resistance when we're asleep. So at that point, our mind and consciousness can ascend and connect to higher frequencies and higher dimensional planes of existence as well. So we can tap into greater forms of knowledge and information from from a dream state still. Now, I would like to say that, yes, you can tap into your past life memories and that very well might be the case of what was going on with you recalling mm-hmm. this 1800s lifetime for yourself. But additionally, what happens in the dream state is that, again, if you're connecting with other dimensional planes of reality, it can be a lot for our conscious mind to take in. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we take that information from a higher frequency state And when we are awake, our brain is trying to make sense of it all and translates it into something that makes sense. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in. And I want to really give you guys a big thank you for support. I mean, watching my videos, listening to my podcast, support. That helps me. And I really do appreciate it, you guys. I really do. Um, You guys make me feel like I need to keep going so I appreciate y'all be sure to check out my website at www.complexityonline.com so um, what are your next projects what do you have coming up Oh, I've got a couple. I've actually, this month in April, I have two different workshops that I'm hosting. One is a personal empowerment workshop, and then the secondary one is a past life regression workshop. Um, Both will be utilizing hypnosis. This will be a group workshop, so people in attendance will get to learn more for themselves what hypnosis can do, what it's in... uh, what it does, what they, how they can utilize it for themselves, and then release any limitations they perceive within themselves, whether or not that is current life circumstances or past life memories. All of it will come forward to allow the individual to better know themselves, better know what they are wanting to learn in this lifetime, and resolve whatever they need to resolve. So I'm super excited for those workshops to come forward. And then the past life regression workshop that I'm doing is going to be on April 29th. And that will be at a crystal shop on St. Pete Beach called As Above, So Below. And they have a link to secure your ticket on their website, on their events page. So Okay, no problem. I'm going to do some research and get it on the the show notes. How can we reach you? I am on social media as Laura Hypnosis, L-O-R-A-H-Y-P-N-O-S-I-S. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and slowly but surely, I am expanding uh, my YouTube channel. I started it so long ago, and I've been meaning to, like, revamp it again, but uh, you'll see me on those platforms promoting my work and workshops and everything else I can offer as well. Wonderful, wonderful. I loved it. I love it. I love it. I'm going to be all in your face, honey. I'm sorry. <laughs> all good. I'm going to get it out there. <laughs> well, I have one question. In relationships, and relationship is a very broad word, so this could be career, family, whatever have you. Mm-hmm. How do you know when someone is trying to control you? Just give me one mm-hmm. way of knowing. How do you know? 
Someone's trying to control you. Well, for one, when they make everything about them and do nothing in turn for you. Hmm. I have been in my fair share of toxic relationships in the past and have been doing a lot of healing in those arenas, but that was the dominant thing that I had to learn in this lifetime. How not to sacrifice myself for their sake, but learn that when someone truly does love you, they take every need of yours as a part of their own too. It's not just a one-way street. That's so that. Yes. Well, I thank you so much for tuning in. I thank you for being on the show. And um, is there anything else you would like to share with us at this time? Oh, if anybody would like to follow me on social media, um, that would be great. I also do Tarot Tuesdays, which is where I just publicly post uh, a tarot reading for the collective every week so people can kind of connect and see what's going on with their unique vibration or the collective vibration each week if they want to follow me there um but yeah i'm just so happy to be a guest on your show today and to talk with you Carmen. this has been so wonderful and i hope that our listeners um gain something from what i have to say as well and i hope that they feel a little more curious and a little more empowered to move forward and just explore what they can utilize for themselves for their own personal healing girl i bet you they did i know they did. <laughs> i already know they did <laughs> excellent well i thank you so much and this has been the karma of it all um we will be back next week. This happens every Thursday, guys. Make sure you guys tune in for the next episode. As we end now and say, bye, Laura, we love you. And we're definitely going to have you and your information in the show notes. So with that being said, I truly appreciate you all, as always. Each one, teach one, and remain true to you. Deuces. <laughs>